turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. I am unlocked. I've been off for the last two weeks, enjoying the holidays. Hope you had a nice Christmas. I did. A family gathering of, I think it was 23 of us on Christmas Eve. So far, nobody has died. And I was able to eat several dinners inside a very good Italian restaurant in the South Hills. The owner defied His Excellency and Aunt Rachel and opened up for indoor dining the whole time, the whole three weeks, whatever it was. He even left a sign up on his door. Uh, you know, it said that the, the county had ordered him to close. Little little red sign said this business is closed due to health, blah, blah, blah. Well, he put the sign, left the sign up on the window and crossed out the message uh, with a magic marker. So you could see that he was ignoring what they had said to him and what they ordered him to do. Now, I tried to go back Saturday night to eat, but they were lined up out the door and onto the sidewalk, and I couldn't get in. The word had obviously gotten out that this place, and I'm not mentioning the name because I don't know if he wants uh, that much publicity, So, but the word got out in the area, believe me, because it was jam-packed Saturday night. I don't know what's going to happen to him for refusing to shut down, but I uh, I know he made a lot of money in the last three weeks that he wouldn't have made if he had listened to the stupidity. So restaurants are open again as of, uh, I guess it was 8 this morning or 6 this morning, whatever it was, 50% capacity, of course. And I don't know about you, but I don't like the chances of not being locked down again. Uh, probably for Valentine's Day, that'll be a bad day, right? Too many people deciding to eat out. And then there's Easter, of course, which isn't that far after uh, Valentine's Day. I can see problems with that. And we've all expected the stupidity to the point that there's going to be and, and accepted the stupidity, I guess, uh, and expected it. But we've accepted it to the point that there will be very few of any complaints about the Steelers playing a playoff game against who else but the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, uh, Sunday night, actually, at Heinz Field. I don't know what – I haven't seen what the uh, restrictions are on the crowd, but it's either going to be no crowd or a ridiculously small one allowed at the game. This is a big deal. Steelers-Browns, uh, the rivalry uh, that's that disappeared for, what, 18 years? The last time the Browns were in a playoff game, 2002, and they lost. The Penguins open training camp today. They open one season a week from uh, – open the season a week from Wednesday in Philadelphia in an empty building, of course. And I keep thinking about how all we needed to do was tough it out for 15 days until we flattened the curve. Here we are eight months later, and nobody can go to a hockey game. And who knows if anybody's going to be allowed at the Steelers-Browns game. As I said, a big, big deal uh, for the Steelers to be playing the Browns in a playoff game at home. In our second half hour tonight, I'm going to speak with someone who made the decision to move to South Dakota, my new favorite state, and we'll find out what it's like to live in a state with no lockdown. Then, of course, there's that election that hasn't really been decided yet. Uh, It's supposed to be made officially official on Wednesday, but at least 11 senators... And over 140 House members will be voting not to accept the Electoral College votes. Who knows where that's going to end? Here in Pennsylvania, Republican legislators say they can make a good case for lots of fraud taking place here back on November 3rd. And when we come back, I am going to talk to a state rep who's very much involved in producing evidence of that fraud. Stick around. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. Suddenly, you're tens of thousands of dollars in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings, and you think Obamacare is going to help you out? 
Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is John Steigerwalder. My friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50. No funding for abortion and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client was in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction. Hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere, and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. Wow. I think we can all agree that a lot went wrong in 2020. But you can start 2021 off right with a resolution to help protect your identity and personal info using LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. The sad truth is, one in five people have been a victim of identity theft. But LifeLock alerts you to potential threats to your identity. And they see more than you can when you just monitor your credit. Like your info for sale on the dark web. And if there's a problem, LifeLock's U.S.-based restoration specialists know the steps to take to help resolve your case. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that helps you protect what you've worked so hard for. Get 25% off your first year with promo code SMART at LifeLock.com. That's promo code SMART for up to 25% off at LifeLock.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Gift-giving occurs year-round. Whether for birthdays, holidays, or a special expression of thanks to your best clients and customers. Of course you want to show your love and gratitude, but you also want to give a gift that provides a positive image of you and your organization. Solaire Infrared Grills from BestHotGrill.com are both practical and unforgettable. Made in the USA, Solaire has a grill for most budgets, but more importantly... Solaire delivers the wow that everybody likes to receive in a gift. Impressive out of the box, and even more so in use, the Solaire infrared grills are the gift of value that will build relationships. With every great-tasting, juicy meal enjoyed from their Solaire, they'll think of you. Step up your gift-giving. Learn more about the amazing Solaire infrared grills at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. BestHotGrill.com As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with Plug-In Pest-Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest-Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away. 100% chemical-free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in. It's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Go pestfree.com promo code save 20 don't spray and regret plug in and forget the john steigerwall show am 1250 the answer well wednesday is the big day in washington that's when at least 11 senators and over 140 house members say they're going to challenge the electoral college votes for joe biden because of fraud in several states one of those states is pennsylvania eric nelson of the 57th district in westmoreland county is one of 28 state reps who has been involved in a, a study of what happened on election night, and he joins us now. Eric, thanks for being here. Oh, sure thing, John. Thanks for having me. So w- what have you been studying, and how long have you been studying it? I mean, I know it's been since November, early November, obviously. Well, it it really, um, and it almost even started before the election, both the gear up for the dispute and what we began to see was almost a coordinated uh, play of both deception and unconstitutional action to set up what we feel was a very much an unlawful election in 2020. Have you uh, been victims of radio silence by the Pennsylvania media or have 
uh, your conclusion has just been dismissed, or is it both, I guess? <laughs> well, I think in, in true socialist Marxist fashion, we've been dismissed um, onto the nothing to see here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're, this is more conspiracy than it is um, based in fact. And, and one of the challenges we've had, John, is that the way that the Pennsylvania Constitution is set up it's you know it's important that we follow the constitution but at the same time we have to call out some of the wrongdoings that we've seen both prior to the election and immediately following the election and as this forensic examination and hearings and testimonies begin to move forward i think the citizens of pennsylvania are going to see more and more um you know, it it is extremely disheartening that there were some intentional, from my perspective, misgivings to give one candidate an advantage over another. And we we both know um, Pennsylvania has elected Republicans and Democrats in the past. This election integrity should not be a one side versus another. We, whoever wins the day, a citizen's vote must be treated equally across the state. And some of the shenanigans that occurred, um, it, it, takes, it takes strength away from counties and it takes confidence away from individual voters in the system. Now, and we keep hearing, including from Republicans and some in conservative media, that there is no evidence. Now, I mean, example, I'm just looking here uh, today. Uh, the headline is Trump ally Mike Lee, quote, no authority for Congress to object to electoral college vote. Um, you have uh, Cotton from Arkansas saying the same thing, another guy who's been very supportive of uh, President Trump. And in the media, um, I'm seeing people like Andy McCarthy at Fox and, uh, and the Fox and Friends crew this morning saying that there's no evidence um, I, I see things, and maybe I'm looking at at, at uh, crazy um, far out websites or something. But I keep seeing videos and and that that look a lot like evidence to me. And I mean, have you actually presented what you have found to people who have looked you in the face after looking at it and said that's not evidence? Well, it's it's interesting, and and rhetoric is important here. You know, when we talk about evidence. Um, things that we know and that we can prove and are undisputed, specifically for Pennsylvania, we know that the eve of the election, Secretary Bookvar authorized certain counties to what is called cure or fix ballots, where other counties weren't given that opportunity. And that's a direct violation of the equal protection law. And, you know, we're not saying that hey, what they have on video in Georgia where people are pulling boxes out from under the table. Some of what we know that happened in Pennsylvania, votes added to and then detracted from the shore system in Philadelphia, you know, very big concerns of overvoting, voter public You know, there are public portals where information for citizens is to be able to go and look, and they've been removed from public Internet sites. And and those things are fundamentally wrong. You know, we we know that there are you know, there were some dead people that voted and there are some double voters, not of large value where where we see large volumes and the potential for large volumes were in the steps of what happened after the election. Let's just take an example from the, the what I call the Ryan report, which is um, a copy of that. It's just an initial preliminary investigation sheet that's on my website. And, you know, over 400,000, I think 430,000 ballots, um, 508,000 ballots issued to 432 ballot to voters in that county, you know, and, and ballots that were mail-in ballots that were added to the system on November 3rd. And in the state of Pennsylvania, October 28th, that was the last day you could have registered mail-in ballots. And after, from October 28th, that number stayed current. On November 3rd, 
that number jumped up 400,000 registrants for mail-in ballots. It, something that would not be lawfully possible. And, and I mean, those are, are just a few straightforward, what, what I would call facts that people would maybe dispute. But I don't think the secretary is disputing that she allowed certain counties to cure ballots. And the law is very clear. You are not allowed to cure a ballot. And what makes that worse, John, is that if we take a look, I'm a Westmoreland County guy, we have a Senate race and a federal congressional race, the Sean Parnell and the Nicole Ziccarelli, where mm-hmm. Allegheny County, they counted their votes differently than Westmoreland County, and that impacted the outcome of the election. So we're not saying that, hey, President Trump won the state of Pennsylvania. We're saying that we know bad things happened, and that has caused the vote to become in question. So is the argument then that, hey, look, uh, okay, so there's fraud, there's always fraud, there's not enough of it to make a difference, so go away. That's pretty much the, the response you get? Well, you know, it is, and you say that so well, because prior to this election, the argument was there isn't fraud, you can't prove it. Those very same people are now arguing there weren't enough dead people that voted to make a difference. (laughs) There weren't enough double votes. But we do know and publicly know that the Supreme Court they made decisions coming into the election. They wrote and changed the law of Pennsylvania, and that was Act 77. You know, the, the ironic thing that, that what many people are wanting to do is what I refer to as the slow play strategy, where freedom of information requests have been denied 30 days so that everything happens after the 20th, even the Pennsylvania House versus the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, the, you know, at, at the federal level, January 8th, I think, is where the case is going to be heard that says, can the Supreme Court write its own version of election law, which mm-hmm. the way that Pennsylvania is set up, there are what's it's three equal branches of government. It's not two branches of government. And so the law that was passed must be recognized. And and this is how bad it is, John. Even in the Nicole Ziccarelli case, it was inferred Allegheny County did not follow the law, and they counted every ballot, ballots that came in late, ballots that did not have signatures or postmarks. Westmoreland County followed the law, and the judge potentially inferred, and I'm not saying he's a bad person, but inferred because Allegheny County has now mixed their ballots all up and they can't confirm what votes came in late and what votes not, that, hey, maybe Westmoreland County can count all their extra votes. Imagine that. We're going to have a law. We'll have a rule. The governor signs it. But then if you do something that is illegal, We'll let the other side do and count their votes as well. It just creates an incentive to continue to do bad things in future elections. And and we have to take a stand against that. We're talking to Eric Nelson. He's a representative of the 57th District at the in the State House from Westmoreland County. Uh, and Eric, here's what um, here's what uh, Christopher Deluzio policy director for the University of Pittsburgh Center for Cyber Laws, Policy, and Security, told the Pittsburgh Tribune uh, Review, this was uh, back in uh, November, uh, he said, we have paper ballots for every single ballot cast in the election. This idea that there is somewhere uh, results that are not the ones we see being certified is not reality. Now, do you think you have evidence that you could plop on his desk tomorrow morning to change his mind from what he said back then? I think a great question for him to be able to answer and that we're looking forward to Secretary Bookvar answering. Did third-party entities have direct access to Pennsylvania's SURE system through APIs? And what I mean by that is the SURE system, that is supposed to be our secure, like, cafeteria system that has all the voters for the state. And 
did the secretary give access to third-party entities of which we feel there were at least a couple? And again, I don't want to overspeak because these things are going to come out in hearings moving forward. But was third-party access to directly input into Pennsylvania's voter database? Because, again, it's, it goes back to the rhetoric, to the semantics. Are they saying there's a vote for every voter? We should be counting every lawful voter. And if the state of Pennsylvania allowed third-party entities to directly upload or input voters into the system, that is a major problem and concern, and it is not allowed by law. So, I, unfortunately, John, there's, there's two things that are in play. There's what we may see happening with the lawsuits on Nicole Zeccarelli and Sean Parnell, you know, within the state of Pennsylvania. And there's what may be happening down in D.C. with the 140 congressmen um, and the 11 senators that are saying we've we've seen enough that we feel that this may be in dispute. And then there's also going to be what is what needs and must be fixed moving forward and in order to have evidence, we must have hearings and we must vet that evidence because I, I believe we have to follow the law. And the law is slow and cumbersome as it comes to there. And, and unfortunately, if you have three attorneys in a room, you're going to end up with five different opinions about the same thing. And, and so it is people on both sides are quick to disagree, but you know, items and evidence like the report that came out before the election where, you know, and, and he's a Democrat that is the auditor general audited Pennsylvania's sure system. That's within the Department of State. And again, the sure system, that's where all of the vote and the data, that's, that is our key element of our election system. And in 2019, the Department of State refused to cooperate in the investigation on their report. And this is a publicly it's they clearly state that the auditor general is unable to establish with any degree of reasonable assurance that the sure system is secure and that Pennsylvania voter registration records are complete, accurate and in compliance. This is coming from a Democratic auditor general because counties, including Allegheny County, refused to participate in prior to the election, the audit to identify any shortfalls, they were only able to verify 30% of the voters sampled. They, they picked out 196 voters, John, and they could, they could verify 58 of them. 138 of them they weren't able to verify because the Department of State, the Shore System, and individual counties refused to provide any information. That's, in order to fix something, we have to first admit that there's a problem. And when we have a coordinated effort between government entities to block information and refuse transparency, that's a real sign of a problem in my experience. We have about a minute and a half left uh, with Eric Nelson of the 57th District in Westmoreland County. And I'm up against a hard break, so I'll have to go quickly when we get to the end here, Eric. But um, uh, will what you found be on display Wednesday in Washington for people who are looking at the, uh, to, to certify this the electoral college I, vote? Uh, much of it will, and I think there is there is another letter heading down there. It's actually going to be a combined letter from five of these states that are in disputes. And I'm not alone in this process. Numerous state representatives and senators from not just Pennsylvania, but um, Wisconsin, Nevada, those disputed states that everyone is familiar have outlined concerns and grievances, and they'll be headed down um, to D.C. to justify and encourage. You know, I have to give credit to Guy Reschenthaler, who is one of those 140. He's the congressman in our region. It takes a lot of courage to, to say, hold on a minute, let's tap the brakes and make sure that you know, Pennsylvania wasn't the victim of some really intentional malfeasance. 
Hey, Eric, I really appreciate you being on the show, and more than that, I appreciate what you're doing. Thanks a lot. We're out of time. I really appreciate it. Talk to you again, I hope. Okay, see you, John. Thank you very much. Okay, that's Eric Nelson, 57th District in Westmoreland County. We'll be talking to him again, I think. Uh, We'll check back with him when this is all over, and I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Vice President Pence was in Milner, Georgia today, campaigning for Republican Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, a day ahead of Tuesday's special runoff elections in Georgia. Speaking at an afternoon rally, Mr. Pence expressed confidence that residents would send the incumbents back to Washington, D.C. President Trump will hold a rally for the two senators tonight in Dalton, Georgia. A British judge has rejected a request by the United States to extradite WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange to face espionage charges, saying it would be oppressive because of his mental health. And the Commerce Department reports spending on U.S. construction projects increased nine-tenths percent in November. Stocks closing lower today. The Dow dropped 382 points. The Nasdaq off 189, and the S&P fell 55. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. AM 1250, The Answer. Congratulating Roberta Holder, winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. I am. Oh, thank you. Roberta will have her rent payments covered for all of 2021 up to $15,000. Oh, thank you so much. That would be such a big relief for me. Me and my family, we struggle all the time just to pay our our clothes. Such a blessing. Over a million people entered nationwide. Congratulations again to Roberta. Be sure to check out more contests anytime at The Answer pgh.com slash contests. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and of course windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's Windows or Us pittsburgh.com windows are us pittsburgh.com this is jay hagerman of abernathy and hagerman upon your passing you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided it is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most at abernathy and hagerman we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
See that congestion continue on the Parkway East on the outbound side around the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Now inbound, there's an accident off to the shoulder as you approach the tunnel. Looking okay right now on the Parkway West. Inbound 28, accident cleared at 40th Street Bridge. Looks like everything pretty well up to speed there again. Outbound 51 delays Englert Street down to Library Road. Takes you a couple of extra minutes. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Cloudy with a snow shower in spots this afternoon. High 36. Clouds tonight, low 30. Mostly cloudy for Tuesday. High 36. Tomorrow night, low 30. Mostly cloudy on Wednesday. High 36. Thursday, cloudy. High 35. And sun and clouds for Friday with a high 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. South Dakota became my favorite state a few months ago. And the governor out there, Christy Noem, of course now is my favorite governor. And if I were in my 20s and starting out uh, into a career... I would move there, and I'm not kidding. Georgie Borman, who is, according to her Twitter profile, a new South Dakota transplant, uh, is here to join us now. Thanks for being here, Georgie. Thanks for having me on. So you are now a, an official South Dakota resident? Yes. As of uh, mid-October, uh, we moved, my husband and I and our two kids moved from Washington State to uh, the Black Hills area, Rapid City, and uh, so far, absolutely no regrets. We love it. So what made you choose uh, South Dakota? Um, it, in short, it's a free state, and the state we were living in was not. And uh, we knew that uh, the COVID pandemic and the regulations weren't just going to go away and evaporate overnight, like a lot of uh, people sort of in the summertime were hoping would happen, um, people that I knew. And uh, so we we saw the writing on the wall. And even if um, Washington's governor, Jay Inslee, were somehow stripped of his emergency powers, of his crown, so to speak, um, we didn't, the, the, there was so much damage done, unfortunately, that we didn't want to raise our kids in a dying state if we didn't have to. And so we were blessed enough to have the flexibility, the financial flexibility and the flexibility with my husband's job to be able to pick up and and move to a free state. Um, A lot of other people don't, don't have that Mm -hmm. luxury, uh, but we did. So we made the decision that was best for our family and, you know, uh, just like Christy Noam has said over and over and over again this whole time, businesses are free to make their own rules. You know, cities are free to make their own rules. And and they have. And, that, and you know, things have been kept very local. Some businesses here require masks. Some businesses don't. Um, I spent, uh, we spent New Year's Eve up in Deadwood, which is a little touristy sort of gaming town in the Black Hills. And uh, basically, nobody there wears masks. So it, it's it is it's hard to describe to people who both live in states that have been very locked down and states that haven't exactly what it feels like to go from being in a lockdown state for so many months to a state that's free. But I'm telling you, and it sounds sappy, but just being able to see strangers smile to be able to actually like sit next to somebody you don't know on a bus or a trolley or something like that. Like those are things that I took for granted before that I will never, ever take for granted ever again because they're I hear you. So, so you mean you're looking at somebody and they're not wearing a mask. Yeah. And, and so if they smile, you can see they're smiling and you might even uh, be able to recognize them if you had seen them before uh, without a mask. It's a, uh, I, I hear exactly what you're saying because that's exactly why I'm so uh, attracted to um, um, South Dakota because, well, first of all, I've, I spent some time in Wyoming. I made several trips to Wyoming to do to go uh, snowmobiling, and I just loved it out there. And so I know that South Dakota has pretty much the same feel to it weather-wise and everything. 
but uh, and we're and Georgie, by the way, Georgie Borman, who we're talking to, she's also a senior uh, editor at the um, senior contributor senior at contributor, the, the Federalist. Yeah. Yeah, the senior contributor at the Federalist. We've had her on many times, um, and um, you you did write a piece though uh, about the um, the the difference between how the media the media hypocrisy when it comes to Christy Noem and how they're treating her compared to how they treated uh, Andrew Cuomo. Uh, you know, she's a, she's a reckless uh, killer of innocent people, and Andrew Cuomo's still a hero. How's that happen? Yeah, the the media praise that has been consistently heaped on Cuomo from the beginning and up until now, even through his ridiculous book release and all of that, has really been astounding. I mean, you you can you can give some some people in the media a, a little bit of uh, grace, you know, at the beginning there, where we were still trying to figure out what's going on and how deadly COVID really is, and and we had less data than we do now about whether non-pharmaceutical interventions like, you know, gathering limits and masks work or not. Um, but there's really no excuse for that now. So, um, you know, South Dakota recently hit its its season. It hit its major wave of COVID, just like every state in the union has. Um, New York hit theirs very early on in, in April and May of 2020 and South Dakota hit theirs in the fall of 2020. And it's a, it was a fairly steep rise, not nearly as steep as, as New York, but it's the, it's the exact same thing that happened. But the difference is Christine Noam didn't lock down her state and Andrew Cuomo did. And it made no difference. Like we're still, Per capita, South Dakota is something like number seven per capita in the country for COVID deaths, and New York is number two. Um, so that that should tell you a lot about whether or not lockdowns work. So after all of this data that we've been able to gather from so many different states and counties that have tried these different interventions, there's no excuse at this point to be like, oh, yeah, Andrew Cuomo did everything right. He did such a great job. You know, he was tough and he was uh, the control freak that we needed, which is, you know, what the New York Times was saying. And you can't be an honest person and continue to do that after overwhelming evidence that these non-pharmaceutical interventions don't make any statistically significant difference in COVID hospitalizations and COVID deaths. And, the, of course, the other the argument is that, well, yeah, but if Andrew hadn't done all that, think of how many more people would have died. You know, if you tried that line in any other field of science, you'd be laughed out of the room. It seems it's only in public health that you can get away with this sort of completely unscientific thinking of, well, it, it must have been, it, it would have been so much higher had he not done that. Um, you don't know that. That's not how science works. You can't, that's an unfalsifiable uh, hypothesis. You can't test mm-hmm. that. So it, it, it's, this is something no serious person should be saying, but it seems like it's all over the, the media that they just assume that, oh, it must have been so much worse if we hadn't done all these things. Well, here you have South Dakota and Christy Noem over here who didn't do all those things, and it wasn't even as bad as New York. So it's it's like confirmation bias of the highest order. Um, and, and it seems that for, for lockdown proponents who, who won't let go of their beliefs, who are still zealots, <laughs> I guess will follow this philosophy uh, to their dying days, uh, there's 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 no um, there's no situation there's no COVID situation that can't be addressed by more masks and more lockdowns and there's no um, you know COVID plateauing or decline in COVID deaths that can't be explained by oh just wait two more weeks yeah and so um, it's like the same lines over and over and over again and unfortunately people aren't. A lot of people aren't picking up on that 
and really hearing it for the honestly the the, the BS that it is. Yeah, um, now here's the, there's a there's a guy named John Tierney who writes for uh, City Journal, and um, he still has the best. Um, Best, I was an, an analogy or an indication of just how stupid it is. He wrote a piece, and the first the first uh, line of it is: In 1349, as the Black Death ravaged Europe, a new pandemic control strategy was adopted in cities across the continent. The protocol was precisely regulated by the expert three experts three times a day for a total of exactly eight hours. Hundreds of men, known as flagellants would march in single file through town wearing caps with a red cross and carrying scourges of knotted ropes studded with nails. Using these whips, one witness reported, they beat and whipped their bare skin until their bodies were bruised and swollen and blood rained down, spattering the walls nearby. Well, that, what happened, of course, uh, Georgie, was that the after they did that, the pandemic went away. Uh, it disappeared like <laughs> three months later because that's kind of what pandemics do. So the people right. there thought that it was the scourging and the flagellants who uh, made the disease go away. So that's the argument that you just talked about there, that people like to use uh, the stupidity of saying, well, just to think, think how much worse it would have been if we hadn't had people marching down the street beating themselves on the back with ropes with uh, nails tied to them. It's just right. it's beyond I've stupid. Compared, yeah, I've also heard it compared to uh, – rain dances you know like yeah. Uh, yeah, shamans yeah. who would go out and do the with, yeah. with the stick and do the dance and you know oh, oh and then all of a sudden it, it it starts raining and so correlation must equal causation well i mean e- even that is really generous because there is no if you aggregate all of the data from the united states there is no correlation even between non-pharmaceutical interventions and uh COVID deaths per capita. So you can't even argue that. It's just that there's people who, who are cherry picking because you're bound to have some regions in the country, some cities or some states that put theirs in at just the right time. And then they, you know, they hit their decline, which is of course almost completely seasonal. And then I'm going to say, Oh yeah, it was the lockdown. It was because we told everybody they couldn't go to church anymore and they couldn't, they couldn't eat in restaurants anymore. That's what really brought our, our COVID rates down. And it's like, okay, for every example that you can give me of that, I can give you 10 more where they did the same thing and that didn't happen. So really science has completely been thrown out the window during all of 2020. And I'm afraid that 2021 is just going to see uh, more of the the same. And so I, I guess we really need to be brainstorming and thinking about how to sort of break through this groupthink um, and the brainwashing that has happened to really get through to people that this is not science-based and your livelihoods and your social fabric in your community is being destroyed by these things that aren't having any material effect on the thing that they're supposed to be addressing. We're talking to Georgie Borman. She's a new resident of uh, South Dakota. She's a senior contributor at The Federalist, been on the show many times, and wrote a piece uh, today about the hypocrisy when it comes to the coverage of uh, Christy Nome and how she's handling South Dakota and how uh, the media treat New York, which is a total disaster. Um, so um, just again, uh, Georgie, how – I mean, we just, we just came out of a, a three-week lockdown. Uh, where restaurants were no longer open for indoor dining all, all over this entire state, um, and uh, uh, sports were were canceled, everything. How open are things in South Dakota, and how much freedom do people have compared to here in Pennsylvania, where we had the three-week lockdown just end? Yeah, I've had a lot of people on Twitter today asking me the exact same question because it's hard for them to believe that you can actually, you know, go into a casino and stand at a craps table shoulder to shoulder with somebody else and uh, uh, play games without masks on. Um, But it it really is exactly like Christy Noam has been trying to tell people, which is that businesses and communities are free to make their own decisions. So I think there's three cities in the whole state that have mask mandates, um, 
Uh, one of them is the, the biggest city in the state, which is Sioux Falls. It's sort of on the other side of the state from where I am. Um, mm-hmm. But by and large, it's mostly the big box stores that ask you to wear masks. But honestly, you know, I, I'm 30 weeks pregnant and um, I it just got too difficult for me to wear the masks um, to try to breathe through that. And so I haven't been wearing the, the mask in, in any store and nobody has hassled me for it. So um, people are pretty easy going here. There's not a whole lot of uh, mask Nazis or social distancing Nazis. You certainly don't have people being <laughs> tackled in the street for, for hugging someone or not wearing a mask or anything like that. So um, compared to most other places in the country, including Pittsburgh, it is very open and uh, about as close to normal as you'll find anywhere in the country. Well, I'm jealous, and if I were a lot younger, I'd be out there with you. Uh, I'd have moved. Um, I only have a, less than a minute. Is Christy Nome going to come out of this looking like the smart one, or is the media, will the media uh, claim fewer people would have died if she had only imitated New York? Is that going to be the end of this story? I think that the history books are going to remember Christy Noam as the one who resisted groupthink and the one who followed the science. And they're going to remember people like Cuomo and Murphy and Inslee and Newsom as uh, really the, the tyrants that they are. That's what I think. Well, I think you're right. Hey, Georgie, always good to have you on. I'm sure we'll have you on again. I appreciate it. And by the way, you may have just made yourself my official South Dakota um a correspondent. I hate to tell you that, but that it could be happening here. I, I, I appreciate Happy it. Happy to be that. <laughs> All right. Thank you. That's Judy Borman of The Federalist. Check her stuff out at thefederalist.com. We'll be right back. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are making buying decisions for the new year. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com surroundpittsburgh.com connecting you with new customers hey i'm andy if you don't know me it's probably because i'm not famous but i did start a men's grooming company called harry's the idea for harry's came out of a frustrating experience i had buying razor blades most brands were overpriced overdesigned, and out of touch at harry's our approach is simple here's our secret we make sharp durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as two dollars each We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. 
Just go to BambooHR.com slash trial. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash trial. That's BambooHR.com slash trial. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have guests for the holidays without the shame of pet stains and odors. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. Need a holiday gift for a pet owner? They will love Genesis 950. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you will receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Fox News is going to still be struggling with uh, keep holding their viewers, I think. Um, The latest thing here is that uh, I just saw uh, that uh, the people on uh, Fox and Friends, a show that I've never been a big fan of, uh, Fox News' Steve Ducey, Brian Kilmeade, shoot down Trump's va- mass voter fraud allegations, says there's no proof of it. Um, that's what I just had a discussion with Eric Nelson about. The uh, If you missed it in our first uh, segment, he's a uh, representative of the 57th District State Rep, and he's involved in the investigation into what happened here with the election in Pennsylvania. And some of his uh, findings are going to be... Um, talked about and revealed and uh, considered in Washington on Wednesday when they talk about the uh, Electoral College. But And I, and I talked about this. I, I keep hearing people and seeing people say there's no proof, there's no evidence. Um, I keep seeing things on video that look a lot like proof to me. Uh, now, maybe somebody can look at that and, and then break it down bit by bit and tell me, well, this is wrong, that's wrong, and I'm sure there's some of it that someone could do that with. But to just dismiss it as saying there's no proof of it, I, I don't know. I keep seeing things that look like proof to me. And uh, I very rarely watch uh, uh, Fox and Friends. Now I'll never watch it. I'm, uh, just, it makes me want to throw up, actually, seeing what they're saying. It's, uh, it's everywhere now. If you can't trust Fox... Who can you trust? I'll be back tomorrow. See ya. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.